symptom. So we've got to be cautious in that, cautious in what we speak, speaking about ourselves, about our situation, about our, our, our finances, about how we speak to our children, our spouse, the people in our life. We don't want to speak things that would bring a curse upon someone and that would hinder them, but we want to speak life. We want to speak possibility. We want to release faith and we want to decree and declare into their lives so that we can see them walk in the fullness of the purposes that God has for them. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now we have changed. Last Wednesday night was our first night that we started different format. When COVID began back in March of 2020, um, most churches were forced to kind of redirect some of the ways they minister, and we all were tapped into using aspects of social media. But on Wednesday night, we're having a powerful Holy Ghost breakthrough night and laying hands on people and believing for people to be healed and delivered. And we're having children's ministry on Wednesday nights, and we are we're doing those things. It begins at seven o'clock. Pastor Garland and myself will be online live as we always are on Tuesday night at seven with a teaching, a kind of like a round table teaching discussion and sharing the word and taking prayer requests as people are contacting us and writing in the prayer request and lifting up those needs before the Lord. We take those needs and we also forward them out to our intercessory groups at our church campuses and we have people come in agreement with us because there's power in corporate prayer. And I know that you're probably like me and you know of many needs that that people have that they're reaching out to God to touch. And we're lifting up the needs today. There are several needs we received, praying for uh, Richard Rostrup in the hospital, praying for uh, many people even within our own congregation, some who are ill with respiratory issues, some that have uh, COVID and they're trying to get uh, over that and needing rest and restoration to their body. And we're lifting up these needs. Please, whatever you do, don't stop praying for this nation. Amen. We need a breakthrough and a turnaround in this nation. That's a good place to prophesy and decree a turnaround and a breakthrough. Move the immovable, break the unbreakable. In the natural, it might seem impossible, but it's not. So that whole song that we sang and you sang with me this morning was all prophetic utterance about how we're going to break through in this season. Amen. So lift up, also lift up your pastors and your leaders. If we are not your pastors, still keep us in your prayers, but lift up your pastors. We need the, uh, the Lord to minister to them and encourage them. And so we encourage you to do that. And today is my husband's birthday. So we wish happy birthday to him and he'll be bringing forth the word in a few moments. And I encourage you to open up your spirit for that. And at this time, Pastor Josh is coming to share. Good morning. I want to welcome you all online this morning. And uh, it's a good season, amen? It's a season of change, amen? And uh, God is doing some great things, and we just haven't seen the fruit of it all, but it's going to show up in your life. And he's knocking on your door for blessing, I'm telling you. I, I, a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, great anxiety hit me, and uh, I was just praying, 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 and I started 
to come across this scripture, and it's in Psalms 118, verse 5 and 6. It says, when hard-pressed, come on, how many of you have been hard-pressed? Come on, when hard-pressed, I cried out to the Lord, come on, and he brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me, and I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? I wonder how many times we sell ourselves short because we're going to listen to the opinion of man. Come on, but the word of God says that when he was hard-pressed, this is David, when pressure came against him, he cried out, and the Lord, come on, the Lord, not David, not his talents, come on, not his anointing, not his pedigree, not his bloodline, the Lord, come on, the Lord brought me into a spacious place, and he is with us, amen, and so, you know, diamonds are made by heat and pressure under the surface of the earth. And then they're discovered. Amen. And the church has been a, a, a sleeping diamond, but the Lord has been allowing pressure. Come on. He has been allowing pressure to come upon our lives, to press us, to mold us, to use the fire, to refine us so that we are a sparkling gem that lasts forever. And so I just challenge you that if you're in a hard pressed situation, start to cry out to the Lord. God always hears the cries of his people. Amen. As a father, I'm going to tell you, an imperfect father, amen, that if my children cry, I hear it. Well, how much more does our father in heaven hear when we cry? Come on. He says, if you ask for bread, will I give you a stone? Or if you ask for fish, would I give you a snake? Come on, how much more will he give the Holy Spirit of those who ask him? And I just think, church, we ask for the wrong things, but we need to ask for the Holy Spirit. Come on, we need to ask for the blessing of the Lord to come upon our lives. And I just felt that this morning. He said, my blessing is knocking at your door. And so I just want to encourage you to continue to cry out to him, to continue to be give, uh, um, faithful in your giving. I'm going to tell you something about tithes and offerings real quick. This is so key. You know, when we go through life situations, and I, my wife, I'll tell her this, you know, and things look a little bleak. Things look a little tough on the job. Things may look a little bit like the way we didn't think we're going to go. You know what I tell her? I said, you know, but I'm in covenant with God. Come on, I am in covenant with God, not only through salvation, but through everything that we need in life. And I am in covenant with God and finances. Why? Because I have entered in to worship him. Come on, I have worshiped him with my given. And I am in relationship with him and I am covenant with him. And when you're covenant with God, there, there, nothing is impossible. He cannot, there's nothing that he cannot do to touch and change your life and your situation. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to give. Lord, I thank you for your people, O oh God, that your favor is upon them, O oh God, that your hand is upon them, Lord, that your, your blessing is upon them, O oh God. Father, your word says that you maketh one rich and add no sorrow with it. Father, I thank you for uh, your faithfulness to us as your people, O oh God, and we just give you all praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's a good day. Amen. The word says this is the day the Lord's made and I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to be glad in it. So which tells us that no matter how we're feeling, no matter what's going on around us, we're going to rejoice and be glad in what God's doing. And uh, today I'm going to be talking to you about supernatural favor. And uh, our church is on a, uh, on a fast right now, both churches. And, and uh, those that are participating in that, I believe that God's going to bring favor in their life. And favor sometimes 
doesn't seem to be fair. Uh, but when you look in through Scripture, you begin to find where that God causes things or allows things to begin to take place in people's lives that, that boosts them into a whole new dimension. So a favor uh, in one of the definitions that I found was uh, it brings an endorsement. It also brings support. And it also will bring an assist. Uh, so favor, favor also determines the limits of where we're going to go. And when we don't understand favor and we don't have faith in our life, then we are limited to how far we can go. But with favor, it can bring you into a whole different world, a whole different dimension, and bring you into places that where a door may have seemed to have been closed, that when you stand before it, it begins to open for you. And uh, But you have to have faith to, to move into a place where favor comes upon you. Knowing the Word of God, allowing the Word of God to be in you. And uh, this faith brings us into a whole different place with God and understanding the kingdom of God. And so un when we're understanding the kingdom and its principles, then we can live this life out and have favor on us that opens up doors that seems to be maybe impossible for it to open. But when you stand before those doors, those doors begin to open. I want to go into some scripture here this morning. I want to go into Psalms chapter 91 and uh, begin to read from verse 7. It says, A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. And there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any, any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. And they shall bear thee up and in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder and the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under your feet. So when the writer here is, is conveying to us that there are angels that are assigned to us and they're going to help guide and direct us and protect us and move uh, in our life that begins to open up doors for us. And so in Psalms 91, it begins to speak about an endorsement. It begins to speak about support. It begins to speak about an assistance that comes in our life that, that brings us to places where we never dreamed of being. You know, when you look in the Old Testament, you find different characters in the, in the Old Testament, and favor was upon their life. New Testament, you begin to see favor coming upon them and how that things begin to open for them. And, and uh, in that, we, we can walk in that dimension also with a measure of favor. But it takes faith to operate in that. And how we, how we look at ourselves determines, determines how far we're going to go. And when we see favor, when we see the presence of God, it begins to open up doors that seem to have been sealed for years. You know, there are people in life, as, and I've encountered this, and, and uh, I think all of us have encountered these things, that we can go so far in our life, and then it seemed like a wall is there, and we can't get through that wall or a barrier. 
But then when all of a sudden favor comes on, comes on a person, faith is activated in that person, and that door now begins to open up, and you're now moving to a whole different level, a whole different dimension, not just in the things of God, but in the things in this world where that uh, it may be a job opportunity, it may be a, an advancement that takes place where that favor comes and it opens up a door in your life. Favor can be worn. <laughs> in fact, you can see favor on people's lives. You can see the presence of God on their life and how that when they, when they move into a place that things begin to change because of their presence. And it's not really their presence, it's the presence of God in their life. So some other passages is Psalms 103. If you'll, if you'll look at 103 with me, chapter 103. And, uh, and in verse 20, it says, Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. In other words, you're not going to manipulate angels to do something that's not according to God's word. They're there to hearken to the word of God and to, and to uh, uh, bring out his command. So when you start walking in the presence of God and you start abiding by his word, angels are assigned to you to help fulfill the word of God in and through your life. A lot of people think that angels are just hanging out uh, with their harps or with their bow and arrows and trying to put people together. That's not, that's not the, the picture that I see in the scripture of what angels are there for. Angels are there to help us fulfill the word of God. So when we begin to move into allowing his presence to be first and foremost in our life and allow his word to come forth in our life, they help fulfill God's word in and through our life. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, it says, and, and they not all ministering spirits set forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. I was talking about you and I, but that we are heirs of salvation, that we are joint heirs with Christ. Another passage begins to uh, portray to us. And, and so uh, uh, when, when we're, Walking in the presence of God and allowing the presence of God to work with it, with us, and we're studying the Word in our fast. I'm I'm challenging our people not to just fast and not pray or read the Word, but to fast, pray, and read the Word. To so substitute what you would be doing with prayer and reading the Word, and it's important because when you start building the Word of God in your life with prayer and then you add fasting to it, you're actually creating a threefold cord in your life that's very hard and difficult to be broken. And so strength begins to come in us. And so I'm talking today on favor, but as we're fasting, start expecting favor to come into your life. In Psalms chapter 5, Psalms chapter 5, and uh, in verse 11, It begins to read, and they shall perish, but but thou remainest, and they shall all wax old as doth the garment. And as the vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. 
but to which of the angels said he at any time sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. And uh, in, in this here, uh, verse 14, and are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister from them or for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Now, if you've accepted the Lord, if you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you're an heir of salvation, but you're also heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So, so getting into the, the kingdom or the family of God gives you the ability to start walking in favor as you exercise your faith. So when you stand and you're doing everything in your life to stand, faith now says that there's more to life than what you're experiencing and more to life than what's coming your way. God will open up a door where there seems to be no way. He will, he, the word says he will cause a, a river in the midst of a desert place and he, and, and he will, sp- you will spring forth. And he says at the end of that passage, he says, will you not know it? In other words, you're going to know when he opens up a door and when it's God opening up the door because no man can shut the door. And so in, in this, as, as we're walking with God, as we're fasting and we're praying and we're reading the word, we're allowing the word to get in our soul, to get into our spirit so that we know what God requires of us, but we also know what is available to us. The word says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So, so a lot of people quote that and they're still in a lot of turmoil and things are beating them down and, and destroying and coming against them. And it seems like there's not much change taking place, but when you grab a hold of faith and grab a hold of the word of God, you can stand before anything that is coming against you and begin to quote the scripture, no weapons that have come by the enemy is going to prosper in my life. In other words, it might try to attack, but it's not going to bring any damage. It might try to come and overtake me, but there's no harm coming to me. I want to go to Genesis chapter 6 and, uh, and look here and begin to talk about Noah just for a moment. Uh, verses 5 through 8 begins to describe some things that are happening. We know about Noah. We know about the ark that he built. We know that when he built the ark, that not only it saved him and his uh, wife, but all of his family that came on board was all saved. And, and they were uh, uh, not, not harmed because of the flood that came. It says in verse 5, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. I don't know, you don't have to look very far to find that there's a lot of wickedness today. And it's very great in the earth. It's kind of, kind of like the times of Noah almost. And, uh, and it says, and, and the, and, and that, that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Man, I'm going to tell you, you can be around people today. It, it doesn't matter where you are. You can be in a restaurant. And language is spurted out, and it's unbelievable the bombs that they're letting loose, and and, and it's almost uh, that it's second nature to people. And so he's saying here that in their imagination is evil all the time. All of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually, and it repented the Lord 
that he made man on the earth. And it grieved him, this is verse 6, it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping things and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. I'm going to tell you, this is a sad day when God says, hey, I'm repenting because man has begotten, gotten so evil uh, that I'm going to destroy it all. But Noah found grace. That word grace can be, can be interpreted as favor. So Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah uh, was, was, was a just man and a perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. And it goes on the genealogy of Noah's life there. And so when you're walking with God and you're allowing the presence of God to be in your life, favor is going to come upon you. When everything else is falling apart in the world, you as a believer can start looking for favor, can start looking for grace in the eyes of the Lord. Why? Because when you start looking at Noah's life here, it says that, that Noah walked with God. And Noah, Noah, Noah lived according to the way God wanted him to live. And so God gave favor or he gave grace upon Noah. He gave him instructions of what to do. He built an ark that not only saved him, but saved his family also. So favor comes in different forms. It comes in different ways. It comes in a place that, that we can receive protection. It comes in a way that we can get breakthroughs in our life. And, and it's not something that you can purchase. It's just something that is a part of the presence of God in your life. Now I want to look here at uh, Luke chapter four. I've got a lot of, a lot of scriptures here. We're just trying to build some things in our life that we can rest upon and know that it's in the word of God. So Luke chapter four, verse five, the devil taking him up into a high mountain is talking about taking Jesus up and showed him unto all the nations, showed him all the nations of the world in a moment of time. Now you have to be in the spirit to see it that way. And so I think what was happening, they, he brought him up. He began to show him all of the nations of the world just in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee the glory of them and the glory of them for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me and all and shall, all shall be thine. In verse eight, it says, and Jesus answered and said unto him, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. Now, when we start looking at this passage here, there are messages that are built off that begin to explain the different mountains. There are mountains of politics or government. There's mountains of education. There's mountains of finance, the, the, the finance world. All of these are different mountains and kingdoms in the world. So Jesus is now brought up to this mountain and he sees all the kingdoms of the world. And Lucifer says to him, I'll give you all of this because all of this has been given to me. <clears throat> when you go back to Genesis, you begin to understand that all of the earth and everything that was in it was given to Adam. But when he, when Adam fell, when Adam turned 
and, and was seduced by Lucifer to eat from the tree that was forbidden them, he forfeited all of his authority. Lucifer gained that authority. And he's saying, all this has been given to me. He didn't say, I took it all or I seduced it out of them. He said, all of it was given to me. And he says, and if you'll bow down and worship me, I'll give this unto you. Talking to Christ here. And Jesus says, get behind me. He says, I'm, I'm going to take these mountains from you. He says, you're only going to worship the Lord your God. I'm not going to worship you. I'm not worshiping anything else. So another temptation comes and he begins to say to him, hey, if you are truly the son of God, turn this bread or turn this stone into bread. And, and Jesus responds to him and says to him, man cannot live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And it would, it would be, a, I would encourage you to go into Luke chapter five or chapter four and read this story. And you begin to find that there are three temptations that come towards Christ and Christ resists all three temptations because if he would, if he would, if he would have yielded to those temptations, he would have been defeated before the cross. And he would have, all those things that he yielded to would have followed him up that mountain as he's going. And that would have been his downfall. So when you're going up the mountain, when you're going up to a higher place, don't allow yourself to submit to the evil things that are trying to come in and control. Because what you submit to on the lower levels will destroy you at the higher levels. So you have to stand strong. You have to make a stance and you stand on the word of God. This is why it's important that we as individuals study the word of God. Not, not just when we come to church. But we need to study the word in our time at home and, 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 and pray and seek God for revelation and understanding so that things that are coming our way to bring temptation in our life, that we have the strength to overcome it because we understand the end results of those things. We understand what, what damage can come into our life if I yield to this temptation and what price am I going to have to pay when I yield to that? So, so reading the word of God brings us into a place of knowledge. Knowledge brings power or brings strength in our life. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 5. <clears throat> it says, a wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. The Bible tells us in the New Testament that my people are destroyed for the lack of understanding. And one translation says the lack of knowledge. So in these Proverbs here, a wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. So the more we study the word of God, the stronger we become as a believer. Now, let me say this. There's a difference between a relationship with God and religion. Religion. We, we, we get the, from the word religios, which means to go back to bondage. So when we, when we start looking at these things, religion will actually bring you into bondage. But a relationship with Jesus Christ keeps you free. So, 
<clears throat> a wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. So if I want to be strong, then I'm going to have to attain knowledge. I'm going to have to grow. I have to study the word. I have to work the word in us. And it doesn't matter how I have to work the word in, in my life, whether it's by reading the word or listening to something, uh, uh, dictating the word to me or both allowing there's app, apps today on your phone that you can have the word read to you. You can hear it in your car. You can hear it as you're going to sleep. You can, you, you can have it coming forth in your life all the time. And you say, well, I got so much going on that I'm really not paying attention, but your subconscious is paying attention. So I have mine on at night and I'm playing it even though I'm sleeping. My subconscious is receiving that and it's working in me. So, so there's no excuse really for, for the word not coming in you. And some people say, well, I go to church on Sunday. I'm going to tell you, Sunday's not enough. In the world we're living in, we need to have the word of God coming forth all the time. Now, go with me to Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39. And I'm going to go verse 1 through 4. <clears throat> So in Proverbs, as we were talking just a second ago, favor, uh, the way to get favor to function is to have faith. The way to have faith in your life is by reading the word. Faith and favor will work hand in hand. I'm making sense here. Faith and favor work hand in hand. So faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Favor comes by strength coming in or knowledge coming into our life knowing what's available for you as a believer. And so if I don't understand what God has provided for me, the devil will try his best to keep me from getting that knowledge and keeping me from walking in it. Because if I start walking in favor and start telling people why I'm having favor in my life, it might be that people would, would want to get saved. I believe the best time to get saved is right now. At Genesis chapter 39 uh, verses one, uh, one through four. I think I'm right at the, I'm in the wrong one right now. Let me get here. Chapter 39. I'm going to lay hands on my computer here in a minute. And jo verse one, and Joseph was brought down to Egypt to Potiphar, uh, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard of the Egyptian or it was an Egyptian, and brought, bought him uh, of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had bought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. This is interesting here because Joseph was sold into slavery by his own family. His brothers threw him in a pit, stripped him down, lied to the father, said a wild beast had taken him and killed him. Now the father is grieving because he's believing that his son son was killed, and yet he's on a journey uh, and entering into the purpose that God has for him. But the father can't even celebrate because he thinks the child's dead. Now look at this. This is interesting because it, it's not only impacting Joseph, it's impacting everyone around and, 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 and now he goes, the Ishmaelites bought him, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man and was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. So it says here, he was a prosperous man. 
favor was on him. Even though he was sold into slavery, and now he's a Hebrew in Egypt, he's now serving, and his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did prosperous in his hand. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is favor on him. And, and when, you, when you understand that God is not a respecter of persons, then he will bring favor in your life also. But we have to have faith, believing the word of God. So when, 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 we're, when we're reading Proverbs 24, verse 5, then it begins to tell us about the strength comes when we begin to have knowledge. Knowledge in what? Knowledge in the word of God. And when I have knowledge of the word of God in my life, it makes me strong. When it makes me strong, I can now activate my faith on a different level. It's one thing to have faith to recover from a hangnail. It's another thing to have faith to recover from cancer. The whole two different ball games here. And so we go from faith to faith, from victory to victory, from glory to glory, which tells us that there are different levels of faith that we can operate in. The word tells us that God has given all of us a measure of faith. We all have the same measure of faith, but as we begin to work our faith, grow our faith, then our faith begins to increase. So you can stay with the same measure that you got if you want to, or you can work that faith and cause that faith to build some muscles and begin to grow and begin to speak to the mountains in your life. And the word says, and the mountains have to obey you. I think that's powerful. So, so faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Favor comes by exercising your faith. So it all comes from within your soul of knowing who you are in God and who he is within you. I tell our people that when we're fasting, it's not so much for us to get more of God, although that will happen. It's for us to give more of us to God so that the favor come upon us. Does that make sense what I'm saying here? And so in verse three, the master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace. Here's that word grace again. Joseph found favor in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had, he put his, uh, all that he had, he put into his hand. Can you imagine being sold, being, being lied on, sold into, uh, thrown into a pit, sold into slavery, ending up in Egypt, into the Pharaoh's hands, and now being second in command under Pharaoh, I, I, I would say that's favor. But yet the enemy wants to try to steal your favor from you. Make, making sense here. Go with me down uh, to verse 12. <clears throat> verse 12, it says, and, and she caught him. This is talking about Potiphar's wife. He comes in. He's taking care of business in the place. None of the, none of the men were in the house. And he says, and she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. And he le left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. I'm going to tell you there's some things you need to flee from and get out. There's some things you, that tried to influence you, you need to get out and get away. And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand 
and was fled forth that she called unto the men of the house and spake unto them saying, see, he hath brought in a Hebrew unto us to mock us. And he came into, uh, came into me to lie with me and cried with a loud voice. Now, this is, this gets really interesting because here he is, second command. He's got charge over everything. And now Pharaoh's wife is coming on to him. He escapes her. He, and you can imagine just getting a picture in your mind. She's got a hold of him and he, he pulls out of his coat and leaves his coat and he runs. And now she's got evidence that she's now lying, saying he was in my room. And now she's persuading everybody else in the house that this Hebrew has come to mock them. Verse 15. And it came to pass when he heard that I left, lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out and said, uh, and she laid up the garment by her until the Lord came home, until uh, 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 the Pharaoh came home. And so we find that there are things that will try to, to pull you or persuade you that as you're climbing that mountain, if you're not watching, will climb that mountain with you and destroy you at the top of that mountain. In, in Psalms chapter 5, Psalms chapter 5 and uh, verse 12, it says this, for thou, Lord, for thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, wilt thou compass him as with a shield. A favor, favor in this passage here is being portrayed as being a shield about you. And he's saying, the Lord will bless the righteous. The Bible speaks to us and says the steps of a righteous man is ordered by the Lord. But the favor with them will compass about them as a shield. In other words, it will surround you that no matter what direction you're going in, favor is around you and going with you. I, I think that's pretty powerful myself. Amen. And so uh, as we as we look at this, we begin to find throughout Scripture that favor uh, can be for those that desire to follow after God, study the Word, allow the Word to get in you, allow the Word to 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 change you, strengthen you, and faith begin to arise within you. The Word says it is impossible to please God without faith. I have to have faith to be pleasing to God. Now, what kind of faith do I need to have? I need to have God kind of faith. I need to have faith that when I begin to speak things, I know that my words, my decree, my profession uh, is going to bring into my life what I need because my faith is tied to my speech. Somebody might say, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, guess what? According to your own faith, you can't. But if I start saying, you know what? According to the word of God, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And when I stand on his word, then all things become possible. All things. It doesn't matter your education level. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter your gender, male or female. What, what matters is, do you believe God? 
Do you believe that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can imagine or even think in your own personal life? Well, yeah, I do. I believe that. Well, then allow God to increase your dream, increase your vision, because the word tells us that a man without a vision is going to perish. <clears throat> but get it in your soul. Get it inside of you that you know, that you know, that you know your rights according to the word of God, knowing that when I start exercising the word in my life, I'm going to be strengthened by his word. And when strength comes in my, in my life, faith is going to abound within me. It's going to grow in me. It's going to increase on a regular basis. And when that begins to increase, strength begins to come so I can start expecting doors to be open that have been closed for years. They're going to swing wide open and I'm going to be able to walk through those doors. That when favor is in my life, when faith is active, favor is in my life, that others are being turned down. And even though they may have a greater education and greater qualifications, God's favor opens up a door that gets away for me to get in when it's, when I don't seem to have any ability to do those things. The favor of God comes on me and opens that door. So today I'm talking about favor, favor, faith, strength. The ability, the, 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 the area where that, that, uh, I can wear this on my life and it's a shield about me. I'm looking for the endorsement of God. I'm looking for the support of God in my life that becomes tangible, uh, in me. Uh, then I'm also looking for Him to assist me in all that I do because I'm walking out what God wants me to walk out in my life. Am I making sense in here today? So faith will cause you to, to respond. It will cause you to, to move into a place that you can see yourself in a better place than you're standing right now. I'm seeing myself in the future. And everything in my future looks a whole lot better than where I'm standing today. They're making sense here. So when I start seeing the favor of God, when I start understanding how to operate in faith, I can now send my faith out and my faith now begins to bring into my life what I need to bring the change for my life. One moment of favor can catapult you beyond a lifetime of work. Let that sink in just for a moment. One moment of favor can catapult you further than a whole lifetime of labor. Lord, give us favor. Those of you that are watching today, you may say, I need favor in my life. Well, I think the first step that you need to do is to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior if you haven't. It speaks to us in Scripture that, that if I want Christ in my life, uh, it's a real simple thing, that all I need to do is confess my sins to Him, ask Him to come into my heart and into my life, and He will save me and deliver me, and now I have a new life. 
So where you are right now, if, if you don't know the Lord as your, as your personal Savior, and you're wanting favor in your life, then call upon Him right now and ask Him to come into your heart. Why don't you do that just right now as I pray with you? Father, just repeat this prayer with me. Father, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of all of my sins, and I will follow you all the days of my life. Forgive me of those things that I've done that I know was wrong and those things that I don't know that were wrong. Lord, I ask you to give me a hunger for your word. Strengthen me and let favor come upon my life. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So now you can start expecting favor to come into your life. You see, it's not about religion. It's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, you can have religion all day long and be lost as a goose in a snowstorm. But when you have a relationship with him, you'll never be lost. Because he'll work in your life and he'll bring you through. He'll bring you through every struggle, every pain, every issue that life could bring to you. And in our world today, with all the turmoil and, and tension that we have, we need a Savior. This world needs a Savior. And Jesus Christ is the Savior. He's the one that laid his life down. It wasn't Buddha. It wasn't, wasn't any of these others. It was Jesus Christ laid his life down for you and for, for me. And when we accept him, the word says, whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so I thank you for joining us today. And I'm believing God has some good things in store for you as you follow after him. Get in a good church that preaches the word. It's not a religious church, but a church that pr uh, teaches the word and, and prays with you. And you'll see a change begin to take place in your life. Those of you that are in here today, I know we're still on, on air. Why don't you stand to your feet today? And, and we're just going to talk to the Lord because I believe everybody in here, you want favor to come into your life. You want doors to be open. You want things to begin to change around you. And so we're going we're gonna to believe for that today. We're going to believe that God's going to change our life. It's just one moment of favor can, can, can do more than a lifetime of labor. And so just lift your hands if you feel comfortable in doing that. Father, we thank you today. I thank you for those that have come today. Lord, I ask you that your presence would come upon their life. That you'd begin to open up doors, Lord, and cause a way, make a way where there seems to be no way. I ask you, Lord, that you'd minister to each one in this room today and cause your spirit to quicken inside of their soul, oh God. Move upon them today, oh God. I ask you, Lord, that you'd bring in, begin to open up doors in their life, that you begin to cause favor to come upon them, that, that things begin to happen rapidly in their life, that they see your hand working. <clears throat> and you opening doors, and you bringing into their life what they're needing, Lord. Now, Father, we thank you for what you're doing. I ask you, God, that you bring healing, that you administer to each one, O oh God. I ask you, Lord, in areas that we're struggling in, areas that we, 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 we are, are, are fighting in, O oh God, I ask you, O oh God, that you bring such deliverance, that you bring such peace in their life. I ask you, Lord, that you bring healing in their bodies today. And Lord, we give you praise and we give you glory for everything that you're doing, everything that you're stirring today. And Lord, we give you praise and we give you glory for it. 
In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And I want to challenge you that in this time, if you're, if you're fasting, um, spend that time in prayer. Spend that time reading the word and allowing God to get deep down inside. So he brings that change in your life that you're needing. You know, faith, faith comes when we're studying the word. But when you, when you add prayer into that and fasting into that, it begins to accelerate it. It's almost like you, like putting a turbocharger on your car, you know, where you, where, where you can accelerate a lot quicker. It's, it's almost like changing the gears in the, in the transmission and the rear end of your vehicle. Now you can, you got power. You can, you can take off and begin to climb mountains now. That's what fasting and prayer and reading the word will do for you as you begin to follow after him with a greater intensity. And we have to stir that up in our life because there's so many distractions that's looking for our attention. There's so many things that's trying to bid for your thoughts. And we have, we as an individual make a determination that I'm going forward with God. I'm not allowing anything else to interfere with my relationship with him. And therefore, I'm going to make a stand and I'm going to stand strong in that.